Welcome to Canine Revolution Radio. Presented by Canine Revolution Dog Training. Enhancing the dog and owner relationship through education, balance, and pack instinct. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Revolution Radio. I'm flying solo today. What we're going to talk about is learned helplessness. So we'll give you the definitions and then dive into how it pertains to dogs and everyday interactions with them, okay? Learned helplessness by definition is behavior exhibited by a subject after enduring repeated adversive stimuli beyond their control. It's also defined as when a mammal stops responding during a situation where it has no option to avoid positive punishment or negative reinforcement. A learned helplessness response is when an event is both traumatic and outside the mammal's control. It's a little sciencey to start off with, but we'll break it down and you know how, how it applies to your everyday interactions with your dog. Without diving too far into operant conditioning, positive punishment and negative reinforcement uh, pertain to two of the four quadrants used to shape behavior discovered by B.F. Skinner. I'm sure our future articles and episodes will, will dive into that with great detail, but just to kind of give you uh, an idea of where the positive punishment and negative reinforcement comes from. All right, so to break down learned helplessness and explain uh, how it applies to your dog, we need to start off with the basics, okay? Uh, I'm sure by now you know there's, there's an old saying, if a dog eliminates or goes potty uh, somewhere it's not supposed to, then you rub their nose in it upon discovery, right? And they're going to magically learn potty training because that's, that's healthy, right? Wrong. If you are doing that, instantly stop doing that. Uh, with, with science the way it is now, the way that we understand animal behaviors and their mindsets, what that ultimately does is uh, will inflict anxieties and insecurities in the animal or cause them to shut down, uh, which is where you have achieved learned helplessness, okay? <clears throat> so uh, it could also lead to, in that particular uh, situation, is that they just won't go potty anywhere because they're you know fearful of punishment. If you do that repetitiously, they are going to learn uh, they know that that's their elimination, but they don't fully understand uh, why what's happening is happening. And we'll dive into that here soon. So uh, another example, you come home, your dog has torn up your home. You know, your brand new $3,000 couch, it's just in pieces, tattered. Uh, the normal response from most people, you know, they get angry, uh, they wag their finger, whatever, and they raise their voice, bad boy, you know better. And uh, if you encounter this regularly, you need to check out our past episode uh, where we discuss understimulation. Uh, in order for you to understand why these scenarios should not elicit the above responses, we need to go into how the dog thinks in real time, okay? If a dog is doing something and you're telling them you know better, you know, obviously they don't, okay? So it's kind of our fault there for not setting that expectation. So let's talk about timing. Uh, from a training aspect, timing is extremely important. This is why we condition verbal or sound markers. Uh, some people use clickers, beeps, or whatever to mark when the right or wrong thing has been done as fast as possible. Reason being, if my dog knows how to sit when I give the command and they perform it, uh, but then, you know, there's a delay in me saying good or using my marker, I mean, how, much, how many things have happened uh, during the time of him performing the sit and me marking it with the correct marker, you know? Maybe he looked left. Maybe he moved a little bit. Uh, through repetition of this, I'm not rewarding the sit anymore. So timing is extremely, extremely important, okay? <clears throat> So if, if I'm reinforcing and rewarding for the sit or for another behavior, um, you know, it's got to be very much in the moment. That's the way a dog lives. Uh, whatever I mark and reward for at that moment is what they understand as the, the desired behavior. So same thing on the opposite end of the spectrum. Being delayed while using my accountability marker, in this case we use verbal marker no, what am I communicating to my dog that it was not okay to do? 
I tell him to sit. If he doesn't perform it, I should say no almost right away. But what if I don't? What occurs, what occurs between the desired behavior not being performed and my marker? He sniffed the ground. He looked at me. Did I inadvertently tell him he shouldn't sniff the ground? You know, using that marker no when he's doing uh, something else, just being delayed in our accountability, it's not only going to confuse the dog, but it could cause um, anxieties and insecurities as well. So it's our responsibility as dog owners to effectively communicate to our dog, not from where we understand, but from where they understand, okay? Two different species. We got to know how to communicate to them, all right? Say, like, again, saying your dog knows better over and over without improvement of behavior falls completely on us as owners. We fail to set the expectations, and we fail to make sure 100% that they know them, all right? So all of this is just being extremely fair to the dog, you know? Uh, if you were in that situation, uh, say somebody spoke a different language than you, and they came in and they just started flipping out over something that may have been done, you know, in the past. Do you, do you understand what's going on in that situation? No. So that's that aversive stimuli, okay? Let's go back to the torn up house or the puddle of urine you slipped in when you came home from work. Our normal reactions, frustration, disappointment, long sighs as you try to collect yourself from ruining uh, your favorite pair of shoes, stuff like that. So the dogs feed off, feed off of our energy. They will instantly start displaying different reactions the second that we walk into the door and we come in with that energy, okay? <clears throat> Excuse me. How much time has passed since the dog soiled in your living room or destroyed your house? So we start, say, we, you know, we start yelling, saying no or bad dog, maybe even grabbing the rolled up newspaper and bopping our dog on the nose, putting them outside, whatever. But the point is that during these actions, the dog has no understanding of why what's happening is happening. But what is occurring, however, is that the dog perceives as a traumatic event. They weren't given a chance or opportunity to avoid the negative stimuli. This can cause the dog to shut down, freeze, and again, create or build upon insecurities and anxieties, but ultimately you do achieve uh, learned helplessness. And through repetition of this, we're going to reinforce uh, bad mindsets. You know, if your dog already has, you know, insecure issues or anxiety issues, the behavior is just going to worsen, okay? <clears throat> so going through these events and building upon that insecurity in our dogs can cause, you know, more bad stuff. So all aggressive behaviors tend to be rooted in insecurity. Um, it's not the case all the time, but it is the most common. Uh, through reinforcing uh, this the insecure behavior could eventually escalate to growling, snarling, barking, and even biting. So just repetitions of this uh, negative thing occurring, you know, they may react a certain way to try to escape the situation. You know, that could be a growl. Well, as long as, you know, they're able to escape with growling, then they're going to escalate. You know, they're going to escalate that behavior because anytime they feel uncomfortable about a situation, they are going to act out in order to uh, avoid the situation altogether. So that's kind of how uh, insecurity works in dogs. So <clears throat> learned helplessness, I feel, is often associated with the act of shutting down or giving up, essentially. Uh, that's what most people think, you know, when you think learned helplessness. However, I believe that through repetition of achieving learned helplessness, you could get a variety of responses based on the dog to include all of the reactions I just went over, all right? So it could be uh, various responses, you know, they could shut down. Uh, when you walk in, they could begin to shake. You know, it could be the anxiety of you walking in with that energy. It could be the insecurity of you walking in with that energy. So we need to avoid reinforcing that mindset, okay? <clears throat> so uh, another thing I'll go over, I'm sure by now, you know, you all have all seen the viral videos of dogs when their owner comes home to, uh, you know, an undesirable scenario, such as a torn up house or, you know, sold in the living room or whatever. The dogs often are uh, smiling, rolling their, on their backs, or even making odd yet funny noises to us humans. 
So we often make the mistake of misinterpreting what a dog is communicating to us. You know, that falls on us. We just figure that they know what we're saying, they know what we mean, but they don't. What it likely is, these behaviors that I, I listed above, is anxiety. It could be a displacement behavior as well because the second we walked in into that situation, we're putting off that energy, they could immediately start just doing displacement behavior because essentially they are uncomfortable, okay? <clears throat> if the scenario has happened on multiple occasions, they could be conditioned to the point that when you come home, they think something negative will happen. So even if they haven't done something, that's where the anxious and insecure mindsets come in. So if you do this, you know, regularly, then when you come home and nothing has been done, they may be kind of scared of you in a sense, okay? <clears throat> Excuse me. So when they do perform the undesirable behaviors, we need to think to ourselves, what have we done wrong instead of what our dog has done wrong? Have we provided adequate stimulation? Again, refer back to our previous article on achieving that, okay? Did we allow enough potty time even though we were running late for work? Have we achieved full potty training with the expectations to not eliminate in the home to where our dog understands them? Communication with your dog is extremely important, but they need to understand as well. We can't just say it and expect them to, to know it. They don't speak English, okay? So again, just communication, extremely important, right? So in closing, uh, we need to keep our bond strong between us and our dogs, you know, and uh, doing these things uh, to the dogs, yelling at them when they don't understand, it, it will diminish the bond over time. We need to uh, preserve it, and we need to preserve our hands as positive rewards. So grabbing your dog and pushing them outside or whatever your reaction may be, uh, we don't want to do that because, again, they don't understand. And we want to avoid creating and reinforcing insecure, anxious mindsets, all right? Because learned helplessness, along with miscommunication that could confuse the dog or blur their understanding, needs to be avoided. We don't want those uh, kind of behaviors. We don't want our dog to shut down. We don't want them to be anxious or insecure. We don't want them to be scared when we walk through the door. We want them to uh, trust us as their pack leaders and ultimately build the bond with us and keep it strong, okay? Uh, so how do you avoid these behaviors? Well, there's a couple, a couple of answers for that. Outside of coming to us for training and guidance, uh, I would suggest accessing our previous and future episodes depending on the situation you're dealing with. Ultimately, the biggest thing is managing your dog's time, energy, and mindset. That's the key to success, really, along with clear and concise communication between you and your dog that both parties understand fully. Again, I'm hammering in on that communication. Uh, we need to keep it fair to the dog. You know, we need to set our expectations. We need to make sure that they know them, not just think that they know them, okay? And lastly, just don't rub your dog's nose in their excrement ever. Just, just stop doing that, okay? So that's it for this uh, episode of Revolution Radio uh, on learned helplessness. You can access the article uh, after this will be posted.